What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. Today, I'm going to give you some thoughts. Exactly. I had something lined up for today, and then I went to the dentist this morning. Yep. I went to the dentist, and the reason I went to the dentist is because I'm going through Invisalign. I'm on like week 13 of 22. And the reason why this is happening is just because I clench a lot, right? It's not like I don't have any stress to deal with or anything, but I clench a lot, and it's meant to just re-angle my back teeth for the most part and and pull them out. So it's it's been going great, actually. Been going really, really good. So we're sitting there talking and this got me thinking, and this is why the, the topic in my mind changed for today, is we started talking about Invisalign and how the one that I have is the most expensive one. And there's a reason for that, because my dentist that I have, he's a little bit younger than I am, and he has a couple of patents on a product he's launching. He's doing a, you can look it up, it's Burton Bands, BurtonBands.com, and it's this new system to help with fillings and he showed me the prototypes he's been working on this for a few years he's launching it got a deal struck with the manufacturer for this thing they're actually looking at taking over 25 percent of the market share of the competitor product and it's just amazing what this dude has done and as he's talking he's a brilliant guy right he's the only one i used to wonder no joke i used to wonder why would anybody ever want to be a dentist for real, it's like so freaking boring and all you deal with is just looking in people's mouths all day. You have to stare at some ugly teeth, you know, probably for a lot of people, you know, and I can only imagine as people start to get a little bit more elderly, like in their 80s and 90s, that's got to be interesting. For real, that is not something I would ever want to do. But I met this dude a little while back because he bought the practice from the dentist that I used to see growing up. And it's when I got a bat into my tooth when I was coaching t-ball for my for my kids and it gave me a vertical root fracture it was like it was an emergency it had to be pulled out but he saw me he canceled all of his appointments in the afternoon that day and came with me to the oral surgeon and the reason is is because this thing had to come out right now he's like I want to get the best impression I can possible and I ended up getting an implant I mean they they loaded it not loaded it but they put the post in then and did the bone graft that very same day yeah, so it was a, it was an emergency, but the dude took the rest of his afternoon off, like canceled his appointments to come with me. And that's an example of like the type of service that this guy provides in an urgent type scenario. So the reason why I have the most expensive Invisalign, look at that. We've got him pulled up right there. Yep. He's an awesome dude. He's become a friend over the years too, literally because of this stuff. And I go, I have tequila with them down at Fat Rosie's, which is an awesome tequila bar and Mexican place right down the street from where his office is. We, we connect, we talk, you know, because he's, he's taken on investors to get this product off the ground. It's amazing because what used to take an hour for, the, for a certain type of filling now takes 15 minutes. His product, it's a, and I'm just talking up his ingenuity because he's amazing, right? And what used to take 14 tools to do now brought it down to literally this one thing. So it's, it's just, he's revolutionizing in this specific area in the world of dentistry. Intelligent guy, super intelligent guy. So when it comes to Invisalign, which is what I'm getting done, there's a lot of different levels, right? Just like if you ever look at LASIK, there's a lot of different levels of LASIK. You know, with LASIK, I got the most expensive one too. And the reason I got the most expensive one with LASIK is because you don't want to have, that's not, that's not the type of thing where you want to, you know, like get the sale done, like, oh, you know, buy one eye, get one half off. 
you know, do you catch the joke there? I hope you do because you don't, you, it's, it's your freaking vision. It's the same as like, like a vasectomy, right? You know, you don't want to go like, you know, buy one, get the other half off. Those are just deals you don't want to do when it comes to very important things that are on your body, eyes, right? Down below your teeth, any of that stuff. These different levels though, when it comes to LASIK, it's like they gave me a digital mapping of my eye. And that was the, that was the reason and the big difference between the price point, you know, to take it from, I think it was like $2,500 to, to $5,000, literally double the price. And that was the digital mapping because your iris, uh, your cornea is, sorry, your cornea is like this whole thing of mountain ranges, like these really sharp peaks and valleys. And the digital scan then programs the laser to hit those ones individually versus the the regular form you know which is half the price does like one single layer over all of that so if you're doing it like this but you still got some little hit below you know so it's almost just like contacts or glasses and that's a lot of the reason why people with lasik when they get it done without the digital mapping because your eye is your cornea is as unique as a fingerprint you know, why they have the halos around lights, why they have difficulties with nighttime vision, why they might have to have a corrective procedure later on, right? I had mine done eight years ago, still perfect 2015 vision afterwards, which is actually more than perfect, you know, no issues. The only thing now is, uh, is I'm like 44 is my, my muscles, which they told me, of course, like anybody is starting to, to go a little weird, but that's okay. It's still not bad. And that's because I spent a lot of time on a screen. If I do exercises with my eyes yes it comes right back and it's a big deal that's the reason why i got the highest price lasik is because it's my freaking eyes okay i don't want to mess with my eyes i don't want to have any issues like halos or have a corrective procedure or the issues with nighttime vision and i don't because i got the best of the best there were differences in deliverables now with invisalign there's difference in deliverables <clears throat> and this is one of the things that we were talking about he's like i only do for my patients, I only do the highest one, the premium, the most expensive one. And there's a reason for that is because you can get as many reprints of the trays. They do 3D printing nowadays for these. You can get as many reprints and corrections along the way as you want. It's just covered. Doesn't matter. Because it, and when I went in, it's like I'm on week 13 of 22, which it isn't bad. I mean, you're talking 22 weeks. It's less than a half a year. We're talking five months. That's it. Yeah, I'm on week 13 of 22. And... Now on week 13, which I just put in those trays this morning, I have them in right now. You probably can't even tell. My top teeth are done. The movement on my top teeth over. Now from here on out, it's just the bottom teeth. But he's looking at like one tooth up here. And he's like, we got to pull that one down some more. He's like, that didn't go in as much as I wanted to. So now it's the correction. So he did a rescan and everything's corrective at this point. It's a premium service, but that's the thing is I'm not paying anymore. I'm sure you're starting to see some similarities here. Another thing we started talking about was the difference between Invisalign and Smile Direct. Does anybody remember Smile Direct years ago, right? They, they ended up going bankrupt, I believe, in 2019. But Invisalign, because it's expensive, right, to especially the, the, the premium one that I have, you used to be able to sign on to smile direct they'd send me like a they'd send you like a kit i didn't do this but they'd send you like a kit for impressions you know now with invisalign it's a digital scan i got rescanned today for to adjust that top tooth but it, and it uses ai you know to fill in the the gaps it's freaking amazing you know there's no impressions needed no no nothing 
at Smile Direct, they would send you out the kits to do your impressions, and then they would send you out the trays and get you going on these things. They went bankrupt. And at one point in time, get this, you ready? At one point in time, prior to bankruptcy, they were burning through, you ready? Shocker, $22 million of cash each month. $22 million of cash every single month. And the issues that they came into because they, they kept having to remake these trays. They kept having to do this. And the problem is, is that they were trying to compete and go direct to consumer, bypassing the dentist, bypassing the, the expert and going direct to consumer, just giving them a product that they said was going to produce the same outcome, the same end result. And it didn't work. The issue that they had, the biggest problem, and as my dentist and I were talking this morning about this, he goes, Rick, the biggest, remember, he's in his upper 30s, right? Young dude, right? This isn't like an 80-year-old dentist or something like that. It's, been, it's a guy who has now patents under his name for this new product that he's launching that's revolutionizing the dental industry, speaks at colleges, speaks at dental associations because he's groundbreaking in his area of dentistry, absolutely groundbreaking and the guy has a head on his shoulders it's more like analytical rather than actually like an engineer kind of a dentist thing he sees a problem and he goes in there and fills the gap brilliant dude he goes rick the problem is with smile direct the reason why they went bankrupt is because they just couldn't say no and what happens with invisalign just like lasik is you're supposed to go in for an evaluation and the evaluation determines and qualifies you or disqualifies you as to whether you are a candidate. That's one thing that smile Direct did not do. They literally accepted everybody and that's where they screwed up. That's where they got lawsuits. That's where they got issues with the products. That's where they couldn't keep up and they kept burning through cash because they couldn't say no. They didn't have a method in place to be able to say no to people that were not right for their service, for their product. And the only thing that they needed, as he and I were talking, as Matt and I were talking, the only thing that they really needed was just somebody that could qualify them. That's it. Somebody that could qualify candidates. It didn't even have to be a dentist because, I mean, again, with what I did today, I mean, he, he did some more on the bottom teeth because remember I said that. I still have to go through the next, uh, it's, uh, what is it? 13, 22, nine weeks. That's it. Nine weeks. And he still had to like shave down, like take a little bit off so that my teeth can move and, and provide some space. You know, it was a, a very white glove scenario that just does not get that job done when there's not a person that's managing the process or even more so a person that qualified me, whether I was a candidate to begin with or not. These are things that are important. Now, as I look at reach out, as I look at cybersecurity, as we begin to go direct to certain areas, right, there's processes that we're going to still have in place to be able to say no. Now, whether that's because somebody doesn't pay the right price, they're not the right customer at the right price, they don't want to get exactly what's needed in order to get the job done to produce that desired end states. 
Or maybe they're just not a candidate because they don't have a history. And this is important. They don't have a history. doesn't matter what business anybody's in. If, you if you're trying to take on a customer or a client that does not have a history of being able to be committed to the end, to see the result, that was one of the initial things he told me. He's like, I need to understand, my dentist, I need to understand that if we do this, you are going to wear these things. You are going to be disciplined to the point to where these things are always in every minute that you can possibly have them in because they're supposed to be in 23 hours a day. That's what they say, but really it's like 19 hours because I mean, eating all of that, right? And that's what he kind of told me as like a footnote. However, I'm like, dude, I go on TV shows, right? I, I, I'm not going to have these in because it's hard to talk for a period of time. Like even right now, as I'm talking to you, even right now, my mouth is getting dry because as you do these things and speak for a long time like this, it, it sucks up all the moisture in your mouth. It's a little more difficult when you have these types of long conversations. My daughter, 16 years old, also going through Invisalign. She's in theater. She takes them out when she has rehearsal. He's like, no problem. We can accommodate for that. We can just extend the amount of time each tray. So if you have to leave it out for five hours that week because you're, you're doing a couple episodes on a TV show, that's fine. Just extend it on the end. No big deal. We can accommodate for that. If you need to do it two days in a row, let's just keep track of the hours. And because over the last 13 weeks, I've kept track of this because over the last 13 weeks, I'm off by about a week. So I've extended a day probably every other week over the past 13 weeks because I'm, I'm behind by about a week, but it's more like it's just extended because I've kept track of this and have been doing it exactly according to the instructions that I have been given to produce the result that I need. I hope you're tracking with me because if somebody that you're trying to offer a service to or a product will not do their part, will not do what they need to do to get the desired end state that you guys mutually agreed upon, here's the blunt truth, straight up, they are not a candidate. And it is okay and necessary and mandatory for you to say no. That is one of the most important things in any sort of role that you're in business. I've told you about the word can't, right? And it's not like we can't help you. That isn't what we phrase it as. It's like, no, we won't help you because, or we don't help people in your position or companies in your position because would you care to reevaluate? Because if you're telling me that you want this, you know, and this is where it's reframing, whether you're in, in a, in a service desk position, a help desk position, or whether you're in sales, whether you're in account management, whether you're generating a new line of business for the company, it doesn't matter. What you need to do is have this conversation and mutually agree upon a desired end state and get their commitment level to that desired end state. On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to this, to getting this done? And if they say, I want your product, I want your service. It's like, well, well, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the product, the individual things or the individual services that go into this bundle, this, uh, this solution that we provide. I'm talking about a desired end state. I'm talking about what it's going to look like six months from now when all these things are done. When we onboard you, when, when we go through everything and document stuff, when we get the right equipment in place and standardize you, this is what it's going to look like. That's what I'm talking about. What this is going to look like. 
You can apply this to a lot of things. Like, no joke, if you're getting involved in like a relationship or something like that, and you're saying, hey, I know what I want this to look like. It's not, it, rather than focusing on like, we're, we're getting together or we're getting married, you know, whatever it is, because there, there's someone's, oh, I got engaged, and you get so hyped up in the moment and everything, you forget to have the hard conversations before you jump into that thing. Before, because you probably have an idea of what it's going to look like 10 years from now or what you want it to look like, your desired end state. That's the conversation in business and relationships too. Yes, but in business, in any sort of exchange in business that you have to have, what does this look like for you when? That's the part you agree upon because just like my Invisalign, right? Even though the time was extended a little bit, even though I just got a rescan for an adjustment for one tooth, the outcome, the desired end state does not change. I don't care if there's 18 million adjustments in the middle of it. This is even in our plan with the company and going public and accomplishing our acquisitions that we have. I don't care. And I need everybody to hear me on this. I don't care if we have to adjust 18,000 times. That's good because if we don't adjust, we're not going to get to that desired end state. There's no way. Because there are things that will come up, things that happen in whatever you're trying to deliver, whatever you're trying to do, your relationship in the sale with a customer, with a public company, it doesn't matter. There are things that you will try to do and accomplish in your life and you will have to adjust the entire way. Maybe thousands of times, micro adjustments, large adjustments, medium sized adjustments, I don't care. You're gonna have to because if you don't, you will never get there. So if you get frustrated in the moment to where you're like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta make a shift, I gotta do that, good. If you get frustrated because something doesn't happen the way you thought it was going to do in your perfect plan, good. Because that means you're gonna learn. If something hits you and you get a financial hit or something like that, good. Now you've got something to work through because you're gonna come out of that and know how to deal with it if it happens again. But you're still going to make it. You're still going to get to that end result, that desired end state, that outcome because you adjusted maybe 18,000 times. Be frustrated, but then be grateful because you're learning everything you can along the way, every possible thing along the way. And it's also okay to get to the, that desired end state to tell someone no.